This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast, guys. This is my very first podcast episode I am recording for 2022. Now, I am doing something a little bit different today. I'm actually live streaming on TikTok as we speak because I am doing a Q&A. Now, I put a question box up um, on my Instagram to ask you guys for some questions for this week's episode, and I'm going to be answering them for you today. And also for anyone that is on TikTok right now, they are able to ask me any questions and I will be answering those. So let's get stuck into the questions that I got asked on Instagram. And there were some really, really good ones. So first question, By increasing carbs while reverse dieting, will water retention decrease in the long term? Okay, so when we begin to increase the amount of carbohydrates we consume, very, very normal that what's going to happen is that we are going to see an increase in muscle glycogen. So what is muscle glycogen? Essentially, muscle glycogen is stored within our muscle fibers. Now we want to think about this as fuel for our muscles. Now what's going to happen essentially is that our scale weight will increase and that's because we are holding more muscle glycogen. Our muscle glycogen stores are nice and full, which is a really, really good thing. Now this is not the same as fluid retention at all. So this is not like feeling puffy and feeling bloated All that's going to happen is that you are going to see a spike in the scale. And this is why, guys, if you are reverse dieting, do not use the scale as a way to indicate really whether you are being successful at your reverse diet or whether you're gaining fat or not. Right. So carbohydrates will mean that you will have increased your muscle glycogen stores. This is a really, really good thing. And it's not fluid retention where you're feeling really fluffy and and bigger. So to answer that question, will water retention decrease in the long term? If you are finding that you are retaining fluid right now, I would say more so that's to do with stress and potentially high cortisol levels. Are you over-exercising or you're not training as much or you're, you're exercising too much because that absolutely can cause water retention? Um, So really, carbohydrates don't cause you to retain fluid that makes you fluffy. It just increases muscle glycogen. Great question. Okay, question number two. What do you do for your hair? It's beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. So I have actually not read through any of these questions. I'm just going like, spare the moment. I'm just answering all of these. Well, thank you very much. Right now, my hair looks out of control. It looks like a lion's mane. Um, do you know what? I don't actually do a whole heap. And I think that is a secret. So I try not to dye my hair too much um, or really use like a lot of products in it. Or I do straighten it occasionally, but I, I only straighten it once per week. That is my rule. Otherwise, I leave it curly. And um, otherwise, if I straighten it too much, it just absolutely fries my hair. Okay, next question. I want to slim my thighs. Do I need to focus on a calorie deficit to lose fat? before resistance training. Okay, so let's separate this into two things. So let's have a look at 
your training and your nutrition. Now, if your goal is to slim your thighs, I'm assuming you're wanting to drop body fat. Now, the best way to go about that is through your nutrition. You need to be eating in a calorie deficit in order for you to lose body fat, right? That is going to be really, really pivotal. So when we talk about resistance training, resistance training is not going to cause you to get bigger or to get bulkier. Essentially, what resistance training is going to do is is to really tone the look of your body. That's what's going to um, get you get your physique into a position where it's improving and you're feeling a lot better in yourself and you're looking a lot better. Now you will control essentially your weight through your nutrition. So you do not need to to think about going into a calorie deficit, losing fat and then lifting weights. What you want to think about doing is eating for your goals and so eating in a slight calorie deficit making sure that you're eating enough protein so let's go for 1.8 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight and then following a resistance training program that is it it doesn't matter if you're in a deficit or if you're at maintenance calories your training shouldn't change it shouldn't change it should stay the exact same it's only your nutrition so you want to control your nutrition through you want to control your weight sorry and whether you lose fat or whether you're going to maintain your your weight or you are going to eat in a slight surplus all through nutrition that is all done through your nutrition okay next question is is reverse dieting the reason for your clients to change their physique so we post a lot of before and afters and i guess you're asking is reserve uh reverse dieting the reason why our clients get phenomenal results so what i would say to that is the reason our girls get results is because they're training and they are eating for their goals so first of all they have a plan in place that's going to get them to their goals and then secondly they are being educated on the right way to go about doing things now the issue is for most people when they go into a calorie deficit will just drop their calories significantly very very quickly now you'll get quick results but you're not going to be able to maintain those results so what we like to do with our girls and it all just really comes down to what your starting place is if you've been eating a good amount of calories and your metabolism is in a really healthy strong place then hey we can get you into a deficit really easily however if you come to us and you are way under consuming your maintenance calories are super low your biofeedback's terrible you've lost your period you have no energy you have constant food focus and we need to work on restoring your metabolism and that's when you go into our phase one which is metabolic priming and we really work on increasing that metabolism now our focus here is absolutely not fat loss it is restoring your metabolism so we can get you into an effective fat loss phase that is key now that can feel a little bit frustrating especially considering if your goal is fat loss sometimes you've got to take two steps back in order to take one step forward but i always ask my girls okay, well, is what you're doing working right now? And usually the answer is no, right? So you're under consuming. So you need to spend some time upregulating your metabolism. So essentially to answer that question, the reason we get our girls phenomenal results is we set them up for success. We don't just go crush dieting, screw them over like every other yo-yo dieting diet has done to them. We really care about our girls and we want them to get the results, but then be able to keep those results long-term as well. Okay, so next question. Can I go into a deficit after my third recovery period? So this is for someone who has lost their period due to 
um, hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is usually something to do with some kind of psychological stress, physical stress. So that can be overexercising, a lot of cardio, low body fat, low body weight, not eating enough, a whole range of reasons why you can lose your period. And it is really important that you, when you do get your period back after suffering from HAs, you do spend a good amount of time at least eating at maintenance. And I would not really be advising you to go into a deficit only three cycles in. I would at least be looking at six cycles. And when I'm talking about six cycles, I mean them coming on a regular basis. So not like two months apart, three months apart. Each month, you're getting a healthy period for a period of six months. Before going into a deficit, guys, I know I know that can be really, really uncomfortable. I mean, I lost my period and what that meant was really having to put a little bit of body fat and feeling pretty uncomfortable in my body, which is not always easy. But you need to set yourself up for long-term success. It would be horrible if you just rushed into a deficit too quickly, lost your period again, and you're back at square one. So it's also a really important process of, of learning how to be okay with yourself, not looking quote-unquote your best or always chasing this smaller version of yourself. And the other thing you also want to consider is, is this goal physique that you have of losing a certain amount of fat and being at a certain weight sustainable for you? Is it actually healthy for your body? Or are you going to be healthier getting a regular cycle, feeling good in yourself, having lots of energy, holding a little bit more body fat? And maybe that's something you need to come to terms with. So that's something else to think about. Okay, how do I discover my maintenance calories. Okay. So to find out your maintenance calories, I do have a calorie calculator that is linked. Um, It's on my website. It's also linked in the bio of my Instagram and on my TikTok. However, the best way to find out what your maintenance calories are, are to track your calories for about two weeks and then also monitor your body measurements. Um, You can also monitor your weight as well, but remember weight can be mm, a bit iffy sometimes, but if you average your weight out over a week, or two weeks and it stays fairly consistent, then that's usually your maintenance calories. Essentially, guys, maintenance calories is really just what you eat to maintain your weight. And if you're maintaining your weight, eating X amount of calories, that is your maintenance calories. Okay, next question. I'm just going to take a drink of water. Bear with me for one second. How can I ensure I lose fat while increasing calories? Okay, well, you cannot ensure that. Sorry. And once again, this really depends on each client. So I know we get a lot of messages because we do have some really phenomenal results with some of our girls who will lose fat as they increase calories. Now, let's talk about why this occurs. The reason that this happens is that when someone has been under consuming and not exercising for their goals, What can happen is is as we decrease exercise and we increase calories, other parts of their total daily energy expenditure, which is the amount of calories that you burn in a day, will increase. And that usually comes from NEAT, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And this is just the general movement that you do during the day. Now, when you undereat or when you eat in a calorie deficit without you knowing, guys, this is all subconscious, that will decrease, meaning you're actually going to be burning less calories in a day. When you start to increase calories, essentially you're teaching the body, hey, it's all good for you to burn more calories. And so what can happen is, is as we increase calories, you're actually expending more calories during your workouts because you've got more energy, but also you've got increased NEAT levels. And so you're actually losing fat as you're eating more. Now, this does not happen to everybody. 
The other thing to keep in mind is sometimes I find that people think they're eating a certain amount and then when they actually start to track their calories, they realize I'm actually eating more than what I thought. And then when we get them really tracking and being more, I guess, aware of what they're consuming, they realize, oh, okay, I actually am eating more than what I thought I was. And so that is also another reason. There is no guarantee that if you eat more, you'll lose fat. Guys, if you are trying to increase your metabolism and upregulate your metabolism, you need to understand that fat loss is not your goal for that season of life. You just need to accept that through this season of life, really, it's just going to be about maintenance, pushing those calories up so that you can set yourself up for a really successful fat loss phase. Okay, so how can I increase calories without counting? Well, absolutely, you do not need to increase. You don't need to count calories in order to reverse diet, in order to lose fat. But it can be a really, really helpful method. However, I understand that for some people, it's just a no-go. So what we would do is habit tracking. So you could just slowly increase the portion sizes of your foods. Totally, totally doable. Um Or what you could do is um, choose, you know, if it's more calorie dense options, well, then you could go for instead of a chicken breast, a chicken thigh, knowing there's a slightly increase in calories um, for those options. Or you could add in a snack. So there are other ways to be able to really essentially be aware of what you're consuming and eat for your goals that don't require calorie counting. But look, the more accurate you can be, usually the more effective your results. So calorie counting can be really helpful but it is not necessary. Okay, next question. How do you strike a balance while recovering, while trying to recover your period? Feel like I'm gaining too much weight as I'm trying to recover. Okay, this is really difficult and I completely empathize with how uncomfortable um, this can feel when you are gaining fat during this process. And I suppose what you need to understand is a few things. First of all, if you had lost a lot of weight or if you've been under consuming or you've been over exercising and you know that that's not sustainable for you and that's affecting your health and you're losing your period, then for a period of time, you may need to be at a heavier weight. You just may need to be at a heavier weight. And I actually think this is a really good self-development time where you need to find your value in things greater than your appearance and what your weight is and really focus on essentially beginning to be okay with yourself regardless of what the exterior shows. Health is number one, guys. Without your health, you have absolutely nothing. And it doesn't matter what size you are. At whatever point, if you don't like who you are, it doesn't matter if you go and lose that weight afterwards. You're still you. You're still left with you. So understanding that you're serving a purpose through this season, and I know it can be really, really uncomfortable, but you need to understand that you're doing this for the greater good and to set yourself up for long-term success and to also really get to a place where you're healthy. And it is hard. It is really hard, but I'm sending you lots of strength and just keep reminding yourself that it's all going to be worth it. And the things that take a lot of hard work in life are usually the things that produce the most fruit. Next question. By increasing carbs while reverse dieting. Oh, I already answered that question. Okay, let's go to the next question, guys. We have how to build muscle without getting bigger. I want to keep my body lean. Okay, this is a really really good question. One I get a lot because a lot of people still believe if you lift weights, 
you are going to get big. Now, this is not the case, guys, not the case. What I just spoke about earlier is where you are going to be able to maintain or really control your weight is through your nutrition. So if you're lifting weights and you're eating in a surplus, you'll gain fat. If you are running 10 kilometers a day and you're eating in a surplus, you'll gain fat. No difference whatsoever. Now, what I do find is that for some of us who um, tend to store body fat, let's just use the example of our legs. So lots of girls will say, they get bigger in their legs when they, I don't know, do squats, right? And their lower body bulks up. What I would say is happening here is not that you're actually getting bigger as such, but if you're not eating for your goals as you're lifting weights, all that's happening is is you're building muscle, but then you're just putting fat on top of that muscle. And so you're going to feel like you're getting bigger and bulkier. It's got nothing to do with you lifting the weights. It's got everything to do with your nutrition. So the question was how to build muscle without getting bigger. I want to keep my body lean. I'd like to think I'm quite lean and I control that through my nutrition. So once again, Really, when it comes to fat loss and staying lean, it's got nothing to do essentially with the type of exercise that you're doing. That's just going to either tone your body or not tone it if you're just wanting to do cardio. But it's got everything to do with your nutrition. So making sure that you're eating in a calorie deficit and once again, eating enough protein is going to be really pivotal. Next question, thoughts on all in versus reverse dieting? Okay, well, they're two totally different things. And I would assume that you are referring to hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is when someone has a lack of a period. So there's an approach out there called all in, which essentially is someone who's lost their period, they jump their calories straight up to 2,500. And usually that'll include a lot of um, calorie dense foods and sometimes highly processed foods. And then also looking at really cutting out all exercise except for very gentle movement. Now, I'm not going to throw any hate onto this movement because essentially research shows us that really rest and eating in a calorie, um, in an energy surplus is very helpful for getting your period back. What I think is really important is that through this process, you want number one for it to be an approach that you feel like you're able to commit to. And sometimes cutting out all exercise and just eating a lot straight away can feel way too overwhelming for someone. And also, I believe that movement doesn't need to be taken out when you are trying to get your period back. Your movement does need to change, really does need to change. And we do need to scale it down and we can't be focusing on high intensity training. But I do believe that movement can still stay as a part of your your plan and your program throughout your day. It just needs to look really different. Reverse dieting on the other, on the flip side is is more to do with increasing metabolism, upregulating your metabolism to be able to eat more to maintain your weight. Now the issue here is is that for some women that have HA and hypothalamic amenorrhea, I'm just referring to that as HA, will find that they're sometimes at a, their their body weight is too low and their body fat percentage is too low, which is going to mean that you need to gain a little bit of weight maybe to get your period back. And so really, we're not focusing on just increasing your maintenance calories, but we're looking at potentially getting you to put a little bit of fat on. Sometimes that's not the case, guys. We've had a lot of clients that have just had to decrease exercise and that's helped it. We've had a look at some clients' macronutrient splits and we've needed to amend that. No fat loss has happened. 
excuse me, no fat gain has happened and they've gotten their period back. So everyone is completely different, but I wouldn't be comparing all in approach to reverse dieting. I sort of think that they're completely different. Okay. So does protein matter more in a surplus or in a deficit? This is a really great question. So regardless, you really should be eating 1.8 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of your body weight, like I've spoken about. Now, research tells us, excuse me, I'm talking so much, I need some more water. Bear with me. Okay, so research tells us that when you're in a fat loss phase, it is helpful to actually eat on the upper end of that protein um, requirement. So... I would even go up to, say, 2.5 grams of protein potentially, but you want to hover more around the 2.2 for fat loss. And the reason for that is because protein number one is very satiating. So if you're in a deficit, it's going to help you to stick to eating your lower calories. And then um, protein also has the highest thermic effect of food. And the thermic effect of food is essentially how many calories your body burns while it is digesting protein. So when we consume protein, we actually don't hold on to all of the calories that is in that food. We, we burn a lot through the process of consuming it. Now, we don't know exactly how much we burn, but we do know that in comparison to fats and carbohydrates, protein does burn the most during that, during that um, digestive process. And the other thing to keep in mind as well is having enough protein through a deficit is going to ensure that you're holding on to any muscle mass. And you're really promoting just fat loss. So when people don't eat enough protein, they just drop their calories really low. They lose a combination of fat and muscle. And essentially what that does is further downregulate or or slow down your metabolism and also does not help the appearance of your body. You just end up looking somewhat skinny fat. And I know that you guys have probably heard of that term. I don't particularly like that term, but um, it just paints a picture as to what your body ends up looking like. Um, Okay, I'm going to answer a couple more questions here. How many times do you work out and how is your workout split? Okay, so for the longest time, I trained four days per week, two upper, low, uh, two upper body days, two lower body days. I have recently changed to five days a week where I'm doing three lower body, two upper body. I really like that. I really enjoy that at the moment. It's something that I'm able to stick to and that is um really doable for me and I think that's the most important thing with a split is ensuring what can you consistently stick to because whatever you can consistently stick to is going to give you the best results okay this is going to be the last question so how long should you stay in a deficit at one time great question Now, this is going to come down to essentially how much fat you have to lose. So for some people, it's going to take over a year for them to lose the amount of fat that they need. For some people, it could just be six weeks. Now, what I would suggest is that after about 12 weeks, usually most people are going to feel fairly fatigued from eating in a calorie deficit. So there is a few things that we will implement to help that person more so psychologically to be honest and that's called a diet break so i would say you don't want to be going 12 weeks without having some kind of a break from your deficit so that would look like potentially going back up to your maintenance calories for two weeks and just eating at maintenance calories so it's not about going into a surplus but it's about psychologically giving yourself a break so you're you lose that food focus about thinking about food all the time when you're in a deficit 
you are able to feel more nourished and you know somewhat research does show us that it could help with that metabolic adaptation process that happens in a calorie deficit which is essentially when your metabolism slows down so it will regardless when you lose weight guys because you're becoming a smaller person your metabolism is just going to slow down but we want to as much as we possibly can prevent it from happening as much as we possibly can but it's still going to happen right however if you just consistently under eat by a lot for a long period of time that's really not going to set you up for long-term success and like I said you're probably going to be losing muscle as well which is is not what we want so I would say at about the 12 week mark you want to implement a a, a recovery diet somewhat so two weeks off a diet break and then you can get back into your deficit. Absolutely, you can get back into your deficit. And for someone else, maybe 12 weeks is enough for them. But I usually would say for most clients, I found 12 to 14 weeks, we need to get them out of that deficit for a short period of time to just help them, usually more so psychologically. And then they are feeling much more fresh and ready to go back into that deficit. All right, guys, that was awesome. I really, really enjoyed that. They were phenomenal questions. I'm going to try to do more of these Q&A podcast episodes. Um, So I'll make sure to pop a question box onto my Instagram. So uh, maybe we can do that every kind of couple of weeks and I can uh, record them and then release these podcast episodes. Guys, if you did enjoy today's podcast episode, make sure you subscribe, you hit that follow button, leave me a review. That would mean the absolute world. And if you think this is going to be really beneficial to someone, screenshot um the podcast and share it onto your stories and let's get the word out all right guys that is it from me big love coach tash